Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I, of course, am your host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss, Sarah Alipin. And today, um, sadly, we don't have our little French bulldog, Bud, up here snoring loudly in the background. He is downstairs on Neighborhood Watch, and it is such an important job. I did not think I could pull him away. Um, so thank you everyone for tuning into The Wedding Dish. I'm very excited to be dishing with today's guest. She is a married human, Lisa Simone Richards. Thank you so much for being here with me today and sharing about your wedding. It's so fun to have an excuse just to talk about it. So this will be completely indulgent and highly enjoyable. (laughs) I'm so glad to have you here. Um, so fast question before we get started. I do know where you got married, but I just... I think I detected a Canadian accent. Is that correct? <laughs> I, it's so funny. At the beginning of all my calls, I often say, can you hear the Canadian on me? So yes, 100% you are correct. I'm in Toronto, Ontario. Oh my gosh. I love that you said it in, in a very Americanized way. Usually when people say Toronto, they they don't hit that second tier. That I am not one of them. My local <laughs> friends get super mad at me. There's like, there's no second T in Toronto. I'm like, yes, there is. I'm sorry. Like, I also call a little Wayne little Wayne and not little Wayne. So no, I'm I'm one for enunciating. There are two T's in Toronto in my world. Oh my god. Everyone else in the city will disagree with me and it's totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> my husband is um his family is from Montreal. Okay, cool. We did our mini moon in Montreal. Ooh, I love Montreal. Such a beautiful city. It is. It is. Um, I can't wait to eventually get back up there now that we can move around the world again. <laughs> um, okay, so let's dish. Um, I know you got married relatively recently. I love the shoulder shimmy there. Um, and <laughs> um, but I really want to hear about your how you met story because I loved when I read this and I feel like there's more to it. <laughs> So whenever people ask us how we met, and I'm sorry the listeners can't see this, but I always do a motion swiping my hand from left to right because we met on Bumble. So we met on Bumble and our first date, he was second date on a three-date date. I was on a mission that day. I was on a tear. And the funny thing about our first date, we went to a, a bar in Toronto that's now called, it's now closed. It's called Batch. And months later, maybe actually years later, something came up where we realized that we actually lied to each other on our first date to get out of it early because we just both wanted to go for drinks and we weren't like, you know, we didn't know each other and if it was going to turn into a thing or not and didn't want to make it weird with dinner. So he had said his family was in town and I was, I don't know what my reason was but yeah we both went off and did other things and then I was at his brother's house one time and it's like oh and when you guys were in Toronto that time and he was like I should tell you something <laughs> I was like well I should tell you something too I had dinner plans it's fine <laughs> that's amazing I love it so much um and the other thing I kind of want to pull out of you here is um <laughs> the um the shrimp scampi I, I did you end up making him shrimp scampi? Apparently, Lisa makes the best shrimp scampi in the world. Since high school, I have, and I still hold that title today. Um, yes, I have made it for him multiple times, and he is a fan. I actually almost made it last night for dinner, but I was just way too lazy to go through with the whole thing. 
<laughs> well, I'll be over tonight since clearly that's for dinner. <laughs> tonight is date night. We're going out. So you're saying I'm not invited. <laughs> but who knows what to, who knows what tomorrow holds? I'll have all Saturday to cook and play in the kitchen. I love it. Oh my goodness. And the funny um, thing is shrimp made it into the wedding too, but we can talk about that later. I know. I saw that. I'm so excited to hear that story because I all I got here was a blip that it was there and then nothing else. So I'm very excited about it. <laughs> um so what was the first thing you noticed about your partner? <laughs> it's really funny because I know he's listening to me upstairs right now. And he's like, if he tells us one story, I'll kill her. Um, one of the first things I noticed about him on his bubble profile actually was a picture of him rock climbing. And it was a picture of him from behind. So his arms looked super jacked as he was climbing. And I was like, ooh, he's adventurous. He's rugged. I like it. Um, and he's also a ginger as well. So that, oh. that's a fun fact about him. I love it as a ginger myself. <laughs> I can't wait Shout- to see what our kid ends up looking like someday. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. That is going to be an amazing combination. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I, I'm really excited to get to your wedding and the shrimp story. But before we get there, tell us about your proposal. Oh my gosh. It was, it was absolutely perfect. It was fairy tale, kind of what girls would probably dream of. And it's so funny because the story behind the proposal is we were on our way to a trip to Egypt. We're going to Egypt for 10 days and we had a layover in Paris, France. Two of my girlfriends were like, oh my God, he's going to propose. And I was like, oh my God, he's absolutely not. Get over it, guys. Like at that (laughs) point, we had been dating for maybe about a year and a half. And Steve is a very logical, methodical, well thought out guy. And I was like, you know what? I'm sure that after we cross that two year anniversary, that's when he's going to feel comfortable doing it. Like we had talked about it. We knew it was coming, but I was like a year and a half. That's not, it's not going to happen that quickly. So um, they were like, oh my God, you're going to get engaged. I'm like, oh my God, you guys need to CTFD. Calm down. So anyways, we are on the trip to Paris and on the flight, I I obviously do not know that this is coming. I literally do not expect it. There's one character on the plane who was drunk before we even took off and was throwing up the entire time. So I didn't know this whole time. Please don't let this guy throw up on me because I know what I'm about to do. I had no idea about this. So oh, we get that's bad no matter what. Oh, yeah. For a six hour flight, definitely not ideal. And a total oh. story on its own. But we get oh. to the Eiffel Tower. We had like brought our little bottles of wine off the plane from Air France. We were super cliche and got a baguette and we got some brie. And we've been sitting at the Eiffel Tower for a little while. And we were just about to start walking away. And I just got this like weird pain in my back. And I was like, they've been massaging out for me. So we sat down on a bench and he with one hand is giving me a massage on my shoulder. But I don't know the other hand is in his pocket looking for the ring um so he comes around and he gets on one knee and he starts saying some things and I'm like I don't understand what's happening so much I'm just like yeah, still kind of hurts um but then I see it like then it starts to all like compute what's happening here so um oh man I wish we had it recorded so I could remember exactly what he said but something about I think that this was one of the easiest decisions that I've made I know he said that at the altar for sure but he got down and he brought up the box and I was like oh it's a black box that's my favorite jeweler and then I saw the inside I'm like oh that is my favorite jeweler and then I saw the ring I'm like yes nailed it perfect that was exactly what I wanted so I was super excited I swore before I said yes and then after I finally said yes then I remember I actually called my mom within a few minutes and I'm like, oh my God, guess what? We're engaged. I didn't see it. 
And the, after after he had proposed and I was like, yes, and I had the ring and that was so exciting. One of the things about me is I live for food. I live to eat. I'm always thinking about what I'm going to eat next. And of course, I'm in Paris. So all I want to do is stuff my face with croissants. So we end up going to this nearby cafe. Um, they bring us like macarons, some champagne as a congratulations. But I think I ate half a macaron and a leaf of lettuce. Like I was just in so much shock. Like I just, I really didn't see that coming. And I was like, I... I think a true measure of shock for me is if I can't eat. That, yeah. I mean, <laughs> wow, that is crazy. What a ride. And then I, I, it always baffle is baffling to me that someone could take a ring through security. Like the additional – like proposing is such a – not stressful, but like – I mean, it is in its own way, right? Like I would imagine I've never proposed. I've only been proposed to – um, by so many men is what I just yeah. made it sound like. <laughs> Everyone comes here. Um, just kidding. Just by my <laughs> husband. Um, but uh, I would imagine it's like a stressful situation. And then add in trying to get a ring through security is always like I just it like blows my mind that people do that and he's like a, are brave enough. <laughs> he's quite the smuggler. So he actually, the ring, so we're in Toronto, the ring came from jeweler in New York, and I was in San Diego at a mastermind for a few days, and he actually went across the border to pick up the ring. So I remember I called him, and I was like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just driving, like, not <laughs> across the border. Um <laughs> And he picked it up, and I don't, I don't remember all the details of how he, like, you know, put in the armrest and, like, removed a few different pieces so it didn't look like a brand new ring coming back across the border. <laughs> Hopefully Border Control is not listening to this one. But yes, no, he is he's a ring smuggler extraordinaire. He got it to Canada and then he got it over to France. Wow, I am impressed. Give him high fives later. Absolutely. No, he he's the absolute best. Oh my gosh. Well, of course he landed you. <laughs> I love it. Um so let's jump into your wedding. Are you ready? Let's do it. This is gonna be so fun to just gush on about. I know. I'm really excited. I I mean, I have so many questions, but let's start with where and when did you get married? So we got married at the Hair Wine Company at Niagara-on-the-Lake. And we got married. I always have to double check the date. I'm so bad at dates. It was September 18th, 2021. And so we got engaged in Paris. And by the time, remember, we said we just had a, a no. We had the layover in Paris on the way to Egypt. And then by the time we were on our layover in Paris back to Toronto coming from Egypt, we had nailed the date. Um, Whoa. In my mind, yeah. So that was like 10 days later, we had the date in our heads. Um, I remember in university, one of my girlfriend's friends, so this is complete hearsay. I have no fact to back this up on. But sometime in my 20s, I had heard the third weekend of September is always the most beautiful weekend. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It doesn't rain. It's a perfect weekend for a wedding. So I was like, okay, good enough for me. So we had planned back in 2019 that it would be September, the third weekend of September in 2021, um, not knowing all the things that would transpire from 2020 onwards. So we were very, very fortunate that everything worked out perfectly. Nothing was ever postponed. And it honestly was the best weekend. The Saturday after, raining, cold, dark. And I was like, cool. And our wedding was outdoors. So we were like, thank goodness we did it the weekend before. It had worked out perfectly. And wow. then, oh, I have to tell the story of finding the venue too. So it was his 40th birthday 
whatever year it was, I think probably 2019, 2018. And we had gone to Niagara on the lake for the weekend and we were going to different wineries. It was super cute. We rented bicycles and we were going from wine company to wine company. And when we pulled up to the hair wine company, they have this stunning dramatic arch. And I'm just super cheeky. And I was like, babe, how good would I look under this arch in a white dress? (laughs) And then here we are. That's amazing. (laughs) It's almost like you're psychic. I think I'm just controlling. (laughs) Or maybe you manifest things. (laughs) That's a much nicer way to put it. I just drop little Easter eggs and see what manifests. So much. So we actually also got married in the on the third weekend of September. We're September 22nd. And we have our 10-year wedding anniversary coming up this year. Congratulations. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) And we were also together a long time before we got engaged. So it's been like 15 years of me being in this family. It's craziness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We're, I think our next anniversary coming up is five years of being together. So. Oh my gosh. So you're like a third of the way. It's, you know, it's still fun every day. Good. Glad (laughs) to hear that. (laughs) You'll continue to manifest fun, I'm sure. I love it. So I got to know about this shrimp scampi situation or the shrimp cocktail situation, the wedding shrimp. We'll call it the wedding. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. All I can remember, where it originated from, God help me, I can't remember right now. And I'm sure if he's over here with me right now, he's like, this is where it came from. Um, But we've always had jokes about shrimp for some reason on my fridge at my old place. We had like little cutouts from magazines, like shrimply the best in little shrimp puns or whatever. Oh and somehow God, it came up it. and it would be hilarious to have snacks at the altar. And so I, we had talked about doing snacks at the altar. I remember mentioning to my mom that we were going to have like shrimp delivered for me. And she was like, please don't do that. Absolutely don't do that. My friends are going to be there. Family's going to be there. That's mortifying. Um, and she had forgotten about it. So oh, I had a, I had a hint that this was coming, and we had talked about it. And so, you know, as he's saying his va- his vows, one of his vows was he promises to keep me fed. And at that moment, he signaled over to a server, came up with a shrimp cocktail. My friend Marina's looking at me like, "You must be insane! You are in a white dress, and there's cocktail sauce there." Um, and I did have a little on my face afterward. But in any event, she comes up. I start snacking while he's saying his vows. This is perfect because everyone's like, "Don't forget to eat on your wedding day." And I'm like, "You must be psycho!" As if I would forget to. Eat eat on my wedding day. Of course, I will remember. I even did it at the altar during the ceremony. So as soon as they came up, I was like, amazing. I turned to my mom. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And then I started eating as continued on with his vows. And then they left all the shrimp in the bridal suite after. So as soon as the reception, the, the, cere- yeah, the ceremony was done, we were able to go upstairs and finish off the rest. Oh my gosh. So does that mean you took a couple minutes to the, just as the two of you after the ceremony? Absolutely. Like I I paid so much attention to what did brides say that they missed from their day? What did they regret about their day so that I could preemptively make sure that we had those things handled. And a lot of people had said, I wish that we had time to just like absorb for the two of us what we had just done and process rather than being herded off to do photos and whatnot. So we were clear that after the ceremony, we wanted 15 to 20 minutes just by ourselves in the bridal suite um, with uh, appetizers because everyone's going to be downstairs having hors d'oeuvres and cocktails. I'm hungry too. So yeah, no, we just chilled upstairs, had champagne, had some snacks. We're like, oh my God, we just did this. And then we went downstairs and did our photos and went with everybody else. 
That is one of my favorite things to do for people to do on their wedding day. And especially, I mean, there are a lot of times when, you know, I'll whisk the couple away as the photographer and then like have them be over in an area and I'll kind of just observe and get candids together of them together. But having that time without the photographer is also really important because you don't get that time. Like you don't the photographer is, first of all, the person you spend the most time with that day. So take a couple minutes with just your significant other and enjoy the moment that you just got married. You like brought all these people you love together. I love that you did that. I mean, I definitely love that you uh, ate at the altar as well. <laughs> it's memorable. People won't forget that part happened. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, so other favorite moments for your wedding? I know I I know I totally just led you into the shrimp one because I knew it was coming and I just couldn't wait any longer. But what are some of your other favorite moments? Hands down the music. We had uh, Brent Miller live play at the wedding and we had actually been at a charity event maybe a year before when he was playing and I was just like bopping to the music, really loving it. And he was like, why don't we ask this guy if he does weddings? And I was like, absolutely brilliant. Um, so he was really, really fun. He, he was, he's on piano and his wife played, I think, cello. And um, they just did covers of like Heartbreaker by Mariah Carey and Gold Digger by Kanye West. And it was like, they had the traditional stuff, but they made it super, super fun. Um, one of my favorite parts was uh, during the ceremony, like the pre-ceremony music while people are filing in and whatnot. He did this classical version of uh, Super Mario Brothers. And I, he may have done Legend of Zelda too. And the kind of thing that had like my mom who has no idea what Super Mario Brothers is like, lovely classical music, this is nice. And then all of our friends like who were born in the 80s, the guys were looking at each other like, is that the Super Mario theme song? No, it's not. Lisa would never do that. And I was like, ah, yes, I did. And another, actually another favorite moment of the wedding was um, when we were signing the paperwork um, funny. So I, I had an idea of who exactly who I wanted my gown to be by. And somehow I ended up with a Disney princess gown, literally not kidding. Disney princess gown was inspired by Belle. Um, so my, some of my friends, the same two who were like, Steve's going to propose. Um, they knew I was a Disney princess. So as we're signing the registry or whatever it's called, I could hear them whispering to each other, like, which princess is her dress based off of? And I yelled out like, it's Belle. <laughs> so I absolutely enjoyed that moment. That's so awesome. And I when looking at your dress uh, or your wedding photos that you sent, I noticed that either you had a convertible dress or you did a wardrobe change. I totally did a wardrobe change, 100%. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that. Did you like always want to do a wardrobe change? Did you decide, you know, it's going to be hot. I might need a shorter dress for the reception. I want to be able to dance and move. What was your intention behind the change? I think I'm extra and I just totally <laughs> wanted to have a second dress. Um, I super, super love the cocktail party dress. I have it in my closet over there and I'm going to find an excuse to wear it on the one year anniversary. And I definitely remember at one point in the evening, you know, I'm wearing this beautiful gown that I'm never going to wear again. And I was like, should I take this off? Do I put on the other one? But it really, it is like 40 pounds. It is hot. It is heavy. So I remember standing in the bridal suite, really like wrestling with myself. Do I take this off or do I keep it on? Then within a few seconds, it was easy enough to be like, I love you. You've got to go. Let's put on the little mini nail. That's so much fun. I love, I love the level of self-awareness that is happening for you. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I can totally call myself out on it. 
That's fantastic. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, on that note, we are going to take a quick break on the wedding dish and we will be right back with Lisa. And we are back on The Wedding Dish. I, of course, am your hostess with the mostest, Sarah Alipin, and I am joined today by Lisa, who is a married human who got married in Toronto, Toronto, um, (laughs) Canada, and we are talking about all things wedding today. Um, Now, the great thing that I think you did and have a little bit of expertise, just a little bit of expertise here, um, is you got your wedding published. So I would like to hear a little bit about, like, um, first of all, why did you want to get your wedding published? You know what? I think as a publicist, that's my trade. So I get my clients featured on television, magazines, et cetera. I've always been aware of walking my walk and not just talking the talk. So even when I got started in publicity and I was just opening my PR agency in 2014, 2015, much to my mother's dismay, so many things to my poor mother's dismay, um, I did, my PR agency specialized in fitness. So I was like, I want people to Google me and see that I'm not just a publicist, but know that I really get the fitness industry. So I ended up doing a bodybuilding competition in the bikini category. So my mother had to watch me walk on stage in stripper heels in a bikini. And she's like, why are you doing this? But by the day the show rolled around she was like no you should pop your hip like that you should change that and I was like mom you're all up on it um but I did that so that when people looked me up they would know that I was legit so there was a part of me that's like you know what I'm a publicist like I'm not somebody who Instagrams their life away I don't really care about being like here's everything I ate today and what I'm doing I love to watch it but I don't love to do it um so I know that people are interested in knowing who I am as a person and a little bit more about me beyond the content that I teach so I was like let me flip get it published as well it'll show people that you know obviously as publicist I know what I'm doing I can get myself published but also I thought it was really nice to have a collection of everything in one place a link that you can send to people and just a nice way to share with the outside world without me necessarily needing to do story it all day on Instagram. I really think that's a great way of putting it because um, there's a misconception a lot in the wedding industry, first of all, that it's very bride centric. Um, but, you know, that that you are just there to like share these pretty pictures. And, and it's not just the pretty pictures. It's the story of your day, um, which I think you just framed beautifully. You know, you when – I read through your um, blog post that you had published, or the two different publications you sent. Both of them include your story. Both of them talk about, you know, kind of what we were talking about today. Um, and it is nice to be able to share that with your friends and family and loved ones, not to your mother's dismay. <laughs> yes, she very much enjoys sharing that link around and the little teaser video that came too. See, I mean, you got to do, you got to throw your mom some bones, and apparently that was a good one. Mom got the dress of, not the dress of her dreams. I got the dress of my dreams, but I remember like it was the look of, on my mom's face that clinched the dress. Like when I saw how she looked at it, it's like, okay, we're getting this one. So mom, she had to put up with a few things from me, but she did get a lot of things that she wanted as well. <laughs> I love it. I bet your mom is just like. She's the, the best just, ever. Yeah. I can tell from the way you talk about her that you just love her to pieces. Oh, she's fantastic. So what was it like trying to get your your wedding published? Did you have to shop around to different publications or did you how did you choose the one that was the right fit for you? Um to be honest, it was super easy. 
Um, I think I use the exact same approach that I do in PR that I did use for publishing the wedding. Um, so there were three Canadian publications I was interested in. We got featured in two of them. One was local to Niagara on the Lake and the other one is a Canadian national. And all I did was simply go on their website and say, okay, how do they frame the story? You know, is it done interview Q&A style? What are the headings? What are the questions that they ask over and over again? So I literally mirrored somebody else, like, you know, the questions that they asked standard, the way it was framed for other weddings. And I essentially did my own write-up of my wedding and I sent it over to them. And the woman wrote back to me, the editor, and she was like, this is the best pitch I've ever used. Like, I don't even have to do anything with it. I can just paste it as it is. And I was like, I do this all day. So I knew <laughs> if I just create a story in a bow and I hand you the pictures and I already give you the credits and I write it up in a way that you barely even need to edit it because I am very obsessed with grammar too there's a high likelihood that you're just going to be like, oh, a story in a box. All I have to do is hit publish. So that approach totally worked. That's so smart. Making it easy for the other person and for the publication may, is just such a, I mean, you made it very easy for me to come on this podcast. Um, you just, you know, everything I sent, you just did it and sent it back. And it was great. Um, and it, making it easy for that person that is, you know, elevating your voice, the the publication, the blog, um, that it just makes it like it, it makes it, it wouldn't be hard to say no. <laughs> it, it's funny. It's a, this conversation is getting very thematically. My mom's involved a lot of this one. But when I'm talking <laughs> about media and I'm talking about PR, one of the things that I say is you always want to be two things that mom always asked me not to be fast and easy. So as long as I could respond to them real fast with the data, you know, make it relevant, make it timely. If I pitched the wedding six months after it happened, it wouldn't be as interesting. So as soon as we got the photos, as soon as we got the video, I sent everything over. So it was really hot off the press. I made it easy. You literally don't have to do anything. I followed your tone. I understand how you write things. I copied it for you. And now you just hit publish. So that's the same thing I do with my clients. Where do we want to get featured? How can we be as fast and easy as possible so that the person on the other side literally has hardly any work to do and working with us is just a no-brainer. I it's brilliant. It's so brilliant. I am so impressed with that. That's that's great. Um and luckily then it, it works. <laughs> yeah, it does. And and the great thing is, you know, the other one of the many great things about this is that you also credited all of your vendors, I noticed, which is really nice because then that helps. I mean, this is now deep level for me in a way, um, but it helps with SEO. So your searchability online, if you're, um, if if one of the vendors gets, you know, if one of the vendors or the the couple gets the wedding published, then everyone gets a nice little boost. So it's like great all around. I remember one of the first things I did too, because I was really immersing myself in the wedding industry. And one of the things that I realized vendors value the most beyond getting a nice gratuity is actually getting a Google review, getting those five stars. So I made a point of taking a day and just went and did a Google review of every vendor that I had. And um, obviously a number of them were mentioned in the publications. And I surprisingly had a ton of people DM me on Instagram, DM me on Facebook and say, hey, I saw your review of so-and-so. I'm thinking about using them for my wedding. Can you share your experience with me? And I was like, that's very interesting that people like literally creep that deep, not just read the review, but find the person and check in with them. So um, those wow. pictures being in other places did have other couples contacting me and saying, hey, what's the real deal with working with this company? That's so interesting. I would never have thought to do that as someone hiring. Um, and that's so fascinating that people really do creep that deep. 
I must have gotten five messages in a week. I was like, where are these people finding me? Like, it was just, it was all at once. It was kind of interesting. It's died down since. But yeah, there was a really hyped up phase where all these brides and grooms were getting in touch, asking some questions. Interesting. That's so interesting. It's also kind of ballsy to message someone on Instagram because it gets caught in that filter of like the request filter. So it's unlikely that, you know, it would get seen and and could be marked as spam. I'm glad they took a chance though, because it's the same thing I tell my clients when they're pitching. What's the worst that's going to happen? If it ends up with spam, they're not going to be hurt. They're just going to be in the same place they were before. Best case scenario, I actually get the message and can respond to it. Yeah. That's so interesting. You must be putting out a very approachable vibe on your Instagram too. Oh man. I think I look, someone told me I look like I'm dead on Instagram because I don't even know the last time I did a static post and mainly stories are mostly if someone tags me in something and I repost it. I love consuming it, but I just, I couldn't be bothered to report. I know I should for business. I know, but like, I just know. (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of off it right now. Um, to have some mystery and for people to not know what's going on in your world. Like I can tell you everything about you and your family and what you're up to right now. And you can just wonder about me. That's okay. Yeah. I'm just a little bit like tired of always, it feels like a lot of talking about myself. I'm a little tired of Instagram at the moment. And I just want to do things to do them, not to think of, ooh, how can I make content out of it? And bless the people who do, because I love watching your stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I, my husband and I remember at Valentine's dinner one time, we were at this amazing Brazilian steakhouse. And um, the couple beside us was just taking selfies and pictures of each other and of the food. And we were just like, I, we wouldn't be dating if that was how one of the other of us acted. Like every now and then I'll do some camera stuff because I am aware of a business and I should be putting content out there and he can tolerate it. But if I was like living for my camera all day, like that would create some real problems with us. Yeah. Even as a photographer, Philippe like would not be here for that. <laughs> Sometimes it like, happens. Sure. No problem. But all day, every day. It would make him crazy. He hates being in photos. Like he will tolerate it, but it's got to be few and far between. And he's not a good photographer. And I'm not trying to teach people in my private life, my professional stuff. Well, both of our men are lucky. They're not Insta husbands. And I'm sure they very much appreciate it. (laughs) Seriously. Shout out to all the Insta husbands out there keeping us entertained. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm happy to consume it. I you know, I'd love to hear about you. I just don't want to talk about me. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so uh, curious. I know you have a lot of tips that you can share about wedding planning and all the things. Clearly, you're a meticulous planner. Um, but do you have any advice that you could offer to people in a similar wedding planning or situation to yours? You know what, as I'm, you're right, I'm meticulous, I'm detailed AF. And um, I remember when the we were having our, you know, book photography shoots, the bridal suite, and like the, the invitations and all of that stuff. I remember the photographer came into the room and there were sections like this bag are these items, this bag is these items for this vendor. And I came in and like, your stuff's there. And he's like, I have literally never had that before. And I'm like, seriously? I am the first person who did that. He's like, yeah, that's insanely easy. Um, So just make it as easy for everyone as possible. Like I, it's so funny that I've heard so many people talk about how stressful planning a wedding. We didn't experience any of that. None of it. 
the day of, we woke up, we had breakfast in the hotel room, had champagne, the planner came and was like, hey, we're here. We're like, great. Everything is sorted in the cars. We organized the trunks earlier. You take this, you take that, you take that. Great. Like there was no stress the day. I'm really trying to think back. I'm like, did I block something out? I'm like, no, there literally was no stress a day of. So just being as organized as possible for yourself, for your vendors. Um, it was also really easy that we didn't have a wedding party. So I didn't have like noise around me all morning. I'm so grateful we didn't do that. Um, so it was just simple and easy and being organized helped us so much so that we could just be on the day of. That's really smart. And it really does help. I'm, I'm a fly by the seat of my pants person. So I'm actually Same. kind of like the opposite of a, of a good planner in a lot of ways. Uh, I like that you're a combination of the two things. I just knocked some, almost knocked something off my desk. Um, getting too excited over here. Um, and I think sometimes like I get really anxious about the idea of planning and being prepared. So, but like, as you're describing that, it makes me, it like kind of felt like it calmed me down. So, um, even for those of us who are planning resistant, it is much more fun and it's much easier if you actually like are prepared and have things organized before you head into your day um, than, you know, totally flying by the seat of your pants. <laughs> it's funny. I almost feel like, oh my gosh, am I misrepresenting myself here? Because I completely fly by the seat of my pants. So my version of organization, like all this happened the night before. It wasn't like two oh weeks God. in advance, I'm organizing things. But no, by the time the day came, it was fine. And I was moving recently. And I remember one of my girlfriends who also had moved was like, oh my God, I hope you've started packing. I'm like, I literally haven't even ordered boxes. And then That's like four days before I started putting things in boxes and everything was done. It was easy. I, I'm just the kind of person who likes things to be easy. I'm not available for complication. I'm not available for difficulty. I don't know why it takes you three weeks to pack up a one bedroom condo, but it took me four days. So, <laughs> so I, I think a lot of people actually do get stressed out by how like last minute I am, but my last minuteness is somewhat thoughtful and typically does work out. Got it. Okay. Um, that's actually very similar to my personality. I, you know, it's like I step into that mindset and then I can move forward from there successfully, get it all done. And then I can put that mindset away and move on to the next thing. Yeah. Even thinking about like Steve and I did a road trip a few weeks back and like he's an organ, he's organized, he's a planner, he's meticulous, he's already packed. 10 minutes before we get in the car, Lisa grabs a bag and like three pairs of jeans, three t-shirts, three overshirts, three socks, three underwear, three. Okay, we'll be back in two days. We're good. He's like, really? I'm like, I don't know. There's more to it. Um, Where did you go? And was it fun? We went to Kingston to visit his dad. And yes, it was lovely. Oh, good. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, okay, so what was your what is your favorite thing about your significant other? His thoughtfulness, one hundred percent. One of I don't know if I told him this over Bumble text message on our first date, whatever it was, but I shared with him two of my favorite things are when someone makes me laugh to the point of tears every day, and to always teach me something new. So literally every day for our relationship, I have gotten a fact of the day. He'll either tell it to me at night or he'll text it to me if we're apart. And every day he teaches me something new. And it's really funny because my husband is so smart and so curious and inquisitive. And I'm just like, this is boring when it comes to history. Um, like we went to Egypt and he's like, look at this pyramid. I'm like, this is another sandy triangle. We've been in two. What is lunch? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so I love that he always sends me the fact of the day. He's always teaching me new things. And he knows that sometimes it's like kind of in one year and out the other. But I love, love, love that he's so thoughtful. And one of the things I remember the most is after we had gone on that first date, literally the next day I left for California for three weeks. Like I was just gone. But he was just like always checking in and texting and connected. And yeah, that's one of my favorite things about him. That makes me so happy. I am also a lifelong learner. Um, we, My other podcast, which we kind of referenced in the beginning, um, and I don't know if you even know I have another podcast called Laughing with Gingers. No. We, it was just basically started as like a fact sharing, like make each other laugh with my redheaded co-host. Um, so <laughs> I'm drinking from the mug. Right I did catch the mug earlier. Um, but that was one of the reasons we started it because I love sharing like weird facts and information. And now I get them all the time, every single day. He's such a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> it makes me so happy. It's like so right up my alley. That and the, uh, you're shrimply the best. I mean, the puns, the shrimp puns. I just... It's the it's the greatest. It's the I greatest. I should have ever. thrown that out when I cleaned off the fridge. I shouldn't have gotten rid of that. But I we'll mean, always I, remember it. You're gonna have to find another one. That I what is there a magnet anniversary or a tea towel anniversary? Oh my gosh. We ended up getting each other the same wedding gift. How funny is that? What? Tell me, yeah. what was it? Um we both went on Etsy or some similar shop and there was like an art piece you could get designed that has the date you guys I think it was met, engaged, and married. And we both got each other similar versions or different versions of the same thing. Oh, my gosh. We were we both opening them to each other. And he's like, oh, no, I think I got you the same thing you got me. And I was like, okay. And we're both unwrapping it. And we're like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Will you send me a picture of them? I'm so oh, curious. There's a picture on Instagram. Like I, this is one time Lisa did go on Instagram. I posted a story with a picture of us awkwardly both holding the same thing, being like great minds, right? So I will find that picture and I will absolutely send it to you. Someone's got it hidden in their DMs for sure. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I'll share it on our Instagram. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that's just about all we have time for today. Um, but I want to know where can people find you online? Because um, I'm all over Instagram. Um, the best place to find me is probably either at my website, Lisa Simone Richards, or you're welcome to find me on Instagram and see if it's a day that I happen to do a story at Lisa Simone Richards as well. Super easy. And can you just tell us a little bit about what you do? I know we touched on the fact that you get you know, your clients published, but um, what do you do over at Lisa Simone Richards? Yeah, I'm a PR and visibility strategist. So I know that there are so many business owners out there with something incredible that they do. And for me, I never want them to stay the best kept secret. So I love working with experts who want to get known on a bigger stage, who want to build their brand awareness, buzz, and credibility. And I work with them to do just that. So a lot of my clients, they go from never having been on television before to all of a sudden doing 60 segments in the last two years with their local stations. Um, they book podcast stages. One of my clients got all expenses paid to Dubai. I'm like, teach the teacher. I want that trip as well. So I love helping people get recognized as the experts that they are. That's awesome. I love that so much. It's such a fun way of like, it, it's such, there's so much ROI in that, right? Like you get to see people succeed in this way that they never thought was possible and really elevate people that you believe in and care about. And I think that's a really cool thing. 
and the way their confidence grows and then they want to do it again, especially because like putting yourself out there, depending on, you know, the individual, it can be really scary sometimes. So to see them go through that, succeed on the other side and then be like, okay, when can we do it again? It's so rewarding. I love that so much. That makes me so happy. Um, Amazing. So definitely go over and check out lisasimonerichards.com um, and you can try to hit her Instagram. We'll see if we'll see if it's a good day or not. We'll see. Who knows? If I'm tagged on something, I'll post it. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us on The Wedding Dish today and sharing not only your wedding story, but a little bit of your business expertise as well. Um, it's been so much fun chatting with you. And um, while you all over there out there in listener land are finding her online, you can also find us on Instagram at The Wedding Dish Podcast. We'll share some um, stories and posts of Lisa's wedding, even though she might not share them herself. <laughs> There's one highlight reel on Instagram called The Wedding, and that's where people can find all of it. And of course, well, it's all the stuff my friends posted and tagged me, and none of it's original content. I just love it so much. It makes me so happy. That's amazing. Um, and you can find show notes. You'll get to see some photos over on our show notes, the transcripts, all the things. You can apply to be a guest um, at theweddingdishpodcast.com. And don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of The Wedding Dish. We'll see you then. Cheers. <laughs>